0: Come follow me with free episode sixty-six. It's all about family. When I was about fourteen years old, my young woman's leader challenged us to memorize the family—a proclamation to the world. And can I first just say I love that it is labeled as a proclamation to the world. So, as an incentive, whoever memorized this proclamation first would get taken out to dinner and a movie with my leader. Now, in my family, we didn't often go out to eat really anywhere like even McDonald's or really even go to the movies very often other than the occasional dollar theater movie. So this reward really captured my attention. It was very thrilling to think that I would get to go on a, a full date kind of or not a date. That's that's weird, but <laughs> a full outing with my leader. And I was determined that I would be the first one who finished So I practiced and I practiced and I did it. And it, at the time, felt like the greatest accomplishment of my life. And I passed it off with her and she never followed through with the reward. So I'm over that by now. But at the time, it kind of broke my little heart. But you know what? I, I am so grateful for that experience. I can still fairly well recite the entire proclamation with prompts. And if I wanted to, it would be pretty easy for me to re it. And knowing it so well and having it just really embedded in my brain fostered a love for the doctrine contained in it. And like any memorized scripture, it's the first thing that pops up whenever I hear a lie that, that culture is trying to tell me because it's contradicting what is in my brain so firmly. So before we dive into this, it would be great if you go read the family proclamation again. I'm sure most of you have read it. If you haven't read it, go read it. It's really awesome. But the proclamation starts out by saying this. We, the First Presidency and Council of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, solemnly proclaim that marriage between a man and a woman is ordained of God and that the family is central to the Creator's plan for the eternal destiny of His children. I love how the Come Follow Me manual starts out this week. It says, Even before we were born, we were part of a family, the family of our heavenly parents. When it came time to leave their presence, it must have been comforting to know that on earth, families would also be a part of God's plan. The pattern on earth is meant to echo the perfect pattern in heaven. And that reminds me of the scripture in Moses six sixty three that says, behold, all things have their likeness and all things are created and made to bear record of me. Both things, which are temporal and which things are spiritual things, which are in the heavens above and things, which are on the earth and things, which are in the earth and things, which are under the earth, both above and beneath all things bear record of me. So the family bears record of the perfect pattern in heaven it bears record of him the family is an echo or a likeness of the pattern that existed in heaven and will exist in heaven in the future and just like so many other things and experiences that we have here on earth we are preparing for heaven for the kind of eternal increase that we have been promised through the abrahamic covenant Let's review really quickly, what did the Lord promise Abraham? And these are promises that are extended to us as we keep the commandments. His posterity would be numerous as the stars in heaven. His descendants would bear the priesthood and receive the gospel. Through the ministry of his seed, all families of the earth would be blessed, even with the blessing of the gospel, which are the blessings of salvation, even of eternal life. We know that, hopefully, as we get to experience exaltation, we get to get to a place where we can become like God and we will have the opportunity to create spirit children just as he did. Moses three five. the Lord created all things spiritually before he created them physically. Doctrine and Covenants 29.31-32, by the power of my spirit created I all things, first spiritual, secondly temporal. Moses 6.51, I made the world and men before they were in the flesh. Clearly creating things spiritually is integral to who God is and the realization of a full potential. Isn't it so cool to think about how here on earth we have the opportunity to co-create the physical bodies of his spirit children here on the earth with God. We are here and we get to physically help create the other half of a soul. Our soul is our spirit and bodies in combination. So I think it about how it makes so much sense that earthly procreation is a likeness of the spiritual procreation that our Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother accomplished in creating our spirits, and that the ability to spiritually procreate is what we are all working toward. Anytime I think about this, I just get the chills. I just think it's so, so amazing to think about that potential within us. Brad Wilcox said, we are not earning heaven, we are learning heaven, we are preparing for it, we are practicing for it. In so many ways, we are learning heaven. And in this way, in the the formation and creation and accomplishment and function of families, we are learning how to become heavenly parents ourselves. Heavenly Father has perfectly designed our bodies, male and female, to together create other bodies. And when I think about that, I can't help but think that there is actually a way that spirits are created. In Doctrine and Covenants 77, verse 2, it says that which is temporal is in the likeness of that which is spiritual. So working from there and our knowledge that we have a Heavenly Mother, it makes sense to me that spiritual procreation, however that works, would also require a male and a female, just like physical procreation requires male and female. Now, obviously, I don't think I'm straying too far from from what has been talked about, um, but a lot of this is me finagling in my own brain about because we know these things are true, this is what then also makes sense. So as you as you listen to me here, just keep in mind that, that to some extent, these are my my own thoughts based on what we know. So I guess I just want us to think about the purpose of life. The first commandment that Adam and Eve got was to multiply and replenish the earth. And clearly, the family is central to the creator's plan for the eternal destiny of his children. And then later, after death, after judgment, we know that the purpose of an exalted life is to create, to have an eternal increase, to rejoice in our posterity. And since all things on earth have a spiritual likeness, and again, we know we have a a heavenly mother, spiritual procreation, the way that God created us, also requires male and female. Our heavenly family of heavenly father and mother and all of our brothers and sisters were formed because and through the relationship of our heavenly parents. Now, things get tricky here with the way that society in general thinks about same-sex marriage. And occasionally, I have struggled with thinking, you know, if it makes someone happy, if that's who they love, why why does it matter so much? And I feel really blessed today as I have thought about this and studied it. I feel like I've gotten a little bit of an answer to that question in my mind. I feel like I've always kind of put that on the altar of faith and just been like, you know, I don't really quite understand fully right now, but that's okay. I put it in the Lord's hands. But today as I've studied, I feel like I've gotten a little bit of an answer and I'm just so grateful. And i And it's not that I think it's like a full, complete answer that covers all the complexities of the issue, but I do feel like it's part. Life isn't about just here and now. It's about the ultimate purpose as spiritual and physical beings and what our destiny is. And it's a destiny of eternal increase and endless posterity. And that requires male and female. We were all born through this process of spiritual procreation and then a process of physical procreation. President Nelson has taught us, while salvation is an individual matter, exaltation is a family matter. That statement, I know, can feel complicated for a lot of people. We are all ultimately part of a family here on the earth. Some families are functional, some not. Some were born in wonderful circumstances while others weren't. Some get married right away and seemingly live happily ever after, while others experience the trial of divorce or struggle to get married in the first place. Some struggle with same-sex attraction. Some get married and then find that they struggle to have children or can't have children at all. And we all have family members that have made decisions that are hard to come to terms with. Family circumstances here on the earth are complicated. And to that, I want to quote John Lennon but I'm going to add a little bit of my own gospel twist to it. As we keep our covenants, everything will be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. Somehow everything that's not okay here in our family circumstances will be made whole in the end. And none of us know exactly what that will look like or what will happen. But I do know and can bear testimony that the Spirit has testified to me That it will all work itself out exactly how it was supposed to work out. Elder Holland said, Trust in God, hold on in His love, know that one day the dawn will break brightly and all shadows of mortality will flee. I know this the family is central to the Creator's plan for the eternal destiny of His children. Whatever your family circumstances look like, cling to your responsibility to fulfill the role that you are called to, whether that be your role as a father, a mother, a sibling, an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, a husband, a wife, all of these are sacred relationships. And as the family proclamation tells us, if we fail to fulfill family responsibilities, we will one day stand accountable before God. And to flip that, we all have responsibilities toward our family members to fulfill And no matter what our role is as we fulfill those family responsibilities, we will one day stand before God. And if we have done what he has asked us to do and fulfilled our responsibility toward those people, we will hear him say, well done, and be rewarded for our valiant effort to honor those sacred family relationship ties with the gravity and dedication equal to their importance. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for listening this week. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it's come follow me underscore with Brie. And I'd love to see you there and connect with you. And feel free if this episode has has stuck out to you, if it's one that's impacted your day, please share it with your family, your friends. You just kind of go to the little dots by your your podcast episode and it'll have an option for you to copy the link and you can just text it to somebody. Um, And I will talk to you guys next week.